chapter of Now Serving Love. We dedicate this time to talk to individuals who have chosen to use their talents and their voice to uplift the collective consciousness. Namaste, hola, welcome to a new chapter of Now Serving Love. Uh, first of all, I want to express my deepest gratitude for all the, the sweet messages during these times. Everybody who has reached out and expressed their gratitude for what we share here in the podcast. It's truly a great pleasure and great honor to share the voices of those who have chosen their talents and their gifts to uplift the collective consciousness. Also, I truly enjoy the creative process that involves creating each episode of this podcast. Please remember to comment. Remember, we love to hear from you. So feel free to write us at bliss, B-L-I-S-S at powersoulyoga.com. Bliss, B-L-I-S-S at powersoulyoga.com. We'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear from you. So looking forward to that. Today, I bring you a story of overcoming challenges. And most importantly, to realize that what seems sometimes a major setback or obstacle, it can actually turn into a great opportunity, perhaps one of the greatest gifts that we can receive. Therefore, in the midst of challenges and chaos, the ability to remain centered, grounded, and open. Today's story, it's brought by me and will continue to be like that until further notice. It's a beautiful day to be inspired. It's a beautiful day to get together and listen to an inspirational content. Music from a three-strings guitar. Singing the grace-permeated chants all over the country, I started my tour in busy and hectic New York City. Moving next down to the political airfield of Washington, D.C., and following with a turn south to Alabama, and finally landing on the mystical island of Maui in Hawaii. During these trips, I always find it empowering to surrender and allow my sense of adventure to take over and guide me through the journey. Traveling to different places and cultures give us a great opportunity for detachment, finding ourselves liberated from the illusion of ownership, a powerful time to remember how to let go and embrace the uncertainties of the unknown. 
Maui is also known as the Valley Isle. Is one of those places that possess an indescribable calming effect. Her energy is very motherly and nourishing. A place where you feel inspired to strip your soul naked and experience life at the highest. For the Hawaiian natives, their ancient traditions are a way of life. They maintain their love for the land, ocean, trees, and birds as their daily practice. They believe even that at certain geographical points in the islands, there are passages from which the souls enter and leave the planet. For them, everything is sacred. The fish sparkles in the water, the gloom in the stars, the blink in the eye, the flashes of the lightning, their bond and the deep respect for their ancestors. In many ways, all the Hawaiian Kela'ai chiefs remind us of the same message given by the Siddhars, the realized beings from the East, the Mayans, the ancient Egyptians, the Native Americans, the Aboriginal Australians, and the Kogis, the indigenous of South America. The message is the importance of reconnecting with the light and the pure qualities in our hearts. It is in these times of shifting awareness that we need to make a sincere effort to return to the lotus within the heart, to make sure that the seed planted in the center of our chest continues to find its way towards the light, blooming and expanding as the supreme intelligence of life. It is the very same intelligence that keeps the planets spinning, the rivers dancing, and the volcanoes erupting. I have come to Maui this time to be part of the final event for Ram Dass retreat. What a great honor to finally be in the presence of one of the most iconic and also main pioneers of our Western contemporary spiritual culture. Under a majestic, vibrant rainbow, as the sun was setting down, we head over to the venue the night of the event. Upon arrival, we were directed to the main room where dinner was taking place. The atmosphere was permeated by the smells of Indian cuisine. Curries and hot spices were predominantly leading the chain of exotic aromas. In the distance, sitting down peacefully in his wheelchair and accompanied by a small group of people, the one and only Ramdas. As I walk, Towards him, I sense that finally, in our universal contract, Ramdas and I had reached the clause where we were to connect physically. It was, in many ways, a, a very surreal encounter. I could feel all of the 
great stories of the 60s. I could feel India. I could feel the vibration of his guru, Maharaji, all contained within his physical body. I placed my right hand over his heart and our eyes met. The windows of our souls recognized our ancient love and mutual respect. It was indeed a very generous gift from the universe to allow me to be in his presence, to connect. As Ramdas used to say, it truly felt like we were just walking each other home. Following dinner that night, we all participated on a chanting session, singing the different vibrations of the frequency of love. Towards the end of it, the guitar player from the group of musicians was introduced and he decided to share how he had developed his own invention, the three-string guitar. He started by relating how he was studying classical guitar in the conservatory a couple years ago until a copy of Ram Das, Be Here, Be Now, was given to him. Upon finishing the book, his life changed dramatically. He quit the conservatory and embarked on a journey of self-rediscovery, which led him to collaborate with many musicians and the opportunity to perform in numerous musical festivals. It was on the way to one of those festivals that he got stuck in the middle of nowhere with other musicians. Waiting for a ride to the next location and to pass the time, the musicians started to jam, and in the excitement, two of his guitar strings broke. Being in the middle of nowhere, there wasn't a place to get his guitar fixed. To add to the situation, when warming up on stage before his show the next day, two more strings broke, forcing him to find a solution to his predicament. However, what appeared on the surface to be an adversity became his greatest opportunity, his greatest revelation. The incident with his guitar created the three-string guitar, which determined the signature of his sound, his uniqueness, what made it different and exciting to listen, and eventually gave him the opportunity to be on stage that night playing and being in the presence of Ram Das, the author of the book that years back changed his life. The following morning, I woke up early and decided to go surfing. Since my trip to the islands was short, I didn't bring any of my surfboards with me so I had to rent one. Upon leaving the retreat center where I was staying, a couple of construction trucks arrived. One of them 
with a surfboard sticking out of the back. So I approached the driver and asked him if he knew of a good place nearby to rent a board. After a short conversation, and in the pure aloha spirit, he generously offered me his board to use that day, free of charge. I accepted, and I was about to grab the board when I noticed that one of the three fins was broken. Apparently, he had gotten the board from a garage cell and had never bothered to fix the broken fin. After riding a couple of waves with the board, he loved the smoothness of how the board was just gliding over the lips and the face of the waves. So he realized in that moment that what it looked to be an imperfection on the surface turned out to be the greatest surfboard he had ever surfed. <laughs> All I could think in that moment was, just like a three-string guitar. Clearly, no matter how much intellectual, analytical energy we decide to spend on trying to figure out the mysteries of life, life presents and reveals its own way beyond our mental understanding. Indeed, most blessings come in disguise. Whether it is a broken fin or guitar strings, what might seem to be a hindrance in our path could actually become one of our greatest gifts to move forward with our act. My deepest wish is for each one of us to remember the important contribution that we're making to this planet and to humanity with the choices we are making, with our life's purpose and the truthfulness and transparency of our actions, to realize that during the fast-paced times in our lives and the business of our schedules, during the stressful deadlines or at any given time, Perhaps we forgot to pause, to close our eyes and open our inner eye to appreciate the beauty that surrounds us, to take a deep breath and enjoy the fragrance of spring blossoming flowers, and to listen to the swaying bells on the trees dancing while the birds swiftly flap their wings at the colorful horizon. In one of the greatest philosophical texts from the East, the Bhagavad Gita, the main character Krishna says to Arjuna, who is standing in the middle of the battlefield, Let me take the responsibility of your well-being. I will take care of your needs. You do the best you can and leave the rest to me. In a metaphorical way, we all are in the middle of the battlefield of our lives, constantly in the battle of the head and the heart, 
fighting the enemies of fear, anxiety, and worry. Therefore, what really exhausts us in life is not life itself, but the fear and anxiety we attach to our lives. Perhaps being successful in life really simply means to do the best we can. So always remember in the best possible way that no matter what, we all are taking care of. We all are deeply loved. Continue moving with determination and with a deep understanding that you are here for a reason. No matter how insignificant you think it is, your presence on this planet and your eagerness to be the best human being you can possibly be, it's creating a major shift. It is a wonderful gift. Thank you for being you. Thank you for existing. And remember, keep on serving love, lots of love. <music>